millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Just stopping is almost impossible. You need to figure out something that's more important to you than drinking and also think through very hard the negative consequences of continuing it. You had to let a lot of you die when you stopped being an addict and something new be reborn. If you have big ambitions, you want to do something big with your life, stay the hell away from drugs and alcohol. You see, I didn't know back then that alcohol is the second most addictive drug on planet Earth. A crazy first time drinking alcohol that never stopped for me. Alcohol is the most harmful drug on planet Earth. You see, if alcohol was invented now, it would be banned as a substance. Alcohol is the deadliest drug known to mankind, killing three million people every year. It seeps into every aspect of our society. Why, though, have we allowed alcohol to have such a strong influence over our thoughts, behaviors, and actions? Maybe we are predisposed. It's a combination. I don't know, but I do see that a lot of people are trying to escape. But overall, they have to be in enough pain that they want to change. The overall risk of liquor outweighs any known benefits. He says, alcoholics, we want to see one piece of the puzzle and see the entire picture. It doesn't work that way. When we get addicted to drugs and alcohol and we have demons, they can tend to bring out the worst in us, make us do things we never thought we'd do. I was going to alcohol as my way to either escape, to feel better, to feel confident, feel good about myself. I think I'm probably in my 30s in terms of how many people I know that have died from the disease of addiction. Friday night at 5 p.m., the wine bottle would be opened. I started really hating who I was. And for the first time in my life, I knew that drunk Julie was too powerful, that I couldn't control her, and I needed help. Alcohol can kill people. And I was super close. I think there's a good chance I could be dead. Yeah, I'd be dead. Why does society encourage us to drink? Perhaps it is because many find a false sense of confidence in intoxication, leading to easier but less fulfilling social obligations. Perhaps it is because the numbness provides distraction. Perhaps it is because alcohol is a $1,600 billion industry worldwide. Many people fuel this industry, but few are awakened to the reality of alcohol. What would happen in your life if your negative habits got out of control? And one of the things that can really help you control your alcohol intake is to really, really think through what you're giving up and where you could be in five years if you don't get it under control. And proclivity to alcoholism can be a really vicious thing. You know, lots of people get dragged down into the mud by alcohol excessive alcohol intake, especially if they're sensitive to the opiate response that alcohol can produce. You could tell that if when you drink, you know, you get alert and let's say more enthusiastic and energetic, and then you don't want to stop drinking. That's a, that's definitely a bad sign with regards to developing alcoholism. So I would say you need to figure out something that's, that's more important to you than drinking. 
and also think through very hard the negative consequences of continuing it. I have performed psychological sacrifices, you know, I suppose, when I decided to give up something that I needed to give up so that I could move forward into the future. I, that certainly happened when I quit smoking and when I more or less quit drinking. And that was a sacrifice. I, I couldn't continue to drink. Again, I said I was from Northern Alberta. It was a pretty hard drinking culture and I really liked alcohol, but I couldn't drink and write and do my PhD and manage my family responsibilities. It was too much and so I stopped and that was a good thing. So that was a sacrifice. Alcohol depresses the central nervous system, slowing down brain activity and leading to a sense of relaxation and impaired coordination. At the same time, it inhibits certain neurotransmitters, causing further cognitive impairment and slurred speech. The combination of these effects results in intoxication, including impaired judgment, reduced motor skills, and altered behavior. Every time I did drugs, every time I got drunk, every time I, I got messed up, I didn't have a bad time. But every time I had the worst night of my life, I was high or I was I was drunk or I was messed up. Mm -hmm. So it's not like every time yeah. you do something, you ruin your life. But every time you ruin your life, you're on some shit. I would see guys start doing stupid things and I'd be like, they're doing this on purpose because they're giving themselves an out because it's an incredibly hard thing to be like, I didn't make it because I just wasn't good enough. But now to be able to be like, oh man, if I just stop drinking and then you give yourself that little bit of out that it wasn't me. You talk about that awkward being socially anxious. You talk about like a guy who goes to a bar. There's a kid who goes to a bar. I can't talk to a girl. I don't have the, the confidence unless I'm drunk, unless I'm high. Right. And it's like a socially acceptable way to break that ice. They're not hooked on whiskey. They're hooked on that culture because that's how they identify totally. being able to get in. You know, so like when you talk to kids and when you have these conversations, it, it's not about like don't do it or else. It's like, dude, you have to figure out a way to be confident in yourself mm -hmm. and take care of your spiritual and your mental well-being so you're not susceptible to these things. You know, for so many of us, I think that there is this notion of just stop. Why don't they just stop? Why are they hurting themselves? How could they do this to me? We make it about us, right? Like, how could they do this to me? How could they lie to me? How could they go out and say that they were going to quit and then keep going? Why don't they see who they turn into? Just stop. Just stopping doesn't work. There needs to be a support system for the addict. We need 12 step meetings. We need therapy. We need, you know, to evaluate our mental health. We need to work the steps. We need a sponsor. We need a community of people that share our very same struggle so we can see ourselves and experience the therapeutic value of one addict helping another. That is our piece. But until we get there, just stopping is almost impossible. I described this moment where we had kind of like an intervention, me and my best friend. And it was really day we met on a Sunday in an office after the Saturday before he'd got very very drunk and caused a lot of problems with team members it was a surrendering the day after and you used that word before yeah we met in the office and it was the first time I came with anger and it was the first time he told me how he felt and he cried in front yeah. of me and that was and then that, my anger immediately evaporates because it's the first time I've heard that this individual is suffering with something and there's a pain and that was the day he became sober, went to therapy, went on that journey and he's been sober for eight years since Amazing. then. But it was that surrendering moment. Mm -hmm. It was that like, 
him reaching out and saying like I need help and me actually like listening yes you see him for what he is in that moment which is hurting which is an immense pain he doesn't want to be like that he feels the guilt and shame of his actions. He's tried to start and, and stop and go back and forth and thinks that, okay, maybe it's just hard alcohol or, or dark alcohol, or maybe it's beer, or maybe it's the combination of this. He's tried everything and he's hurting and he doesn't know how to stop. He doesn't have the tools. And I think that that surrender that you talk about is one of the most beautiful moments for an addict or an alcoholic is like waving the white flag. We think about surrender as is a weakness, right? Like you don't surrender, you keep fighting, you keep going. No, with this disease, the greatest thing that we can do is surrender, is to snitch on ourselves, is to wave that white flag, is to let other people know that we are struggling on our own internally, that this is something is broken and I have no idea how to get out of this. And, um, and what did that do when he was able to be human to you? You were like, okay, now I can come from a place of love because I'm pissed off about what you did last night. And I'm pissed off that you've done X, Y, and Z and that we've had this conversation or whatever the situation is. And you, you know, you ask, what can you do as a 25-year-old friend of coming from a place of love and I think compassion. And even if it's not, you know, empathy isn't possible because that's not what you're going through. I think that that compassion is is what makes people feel they actually care about me. It's not just like I'm pissing them off, but they actually care. Just kind of like letting go of our own expectations of people and meeting them where they're at is always, you know, the best place to show up from. When when was your moment of surrender? God, I've had many. I think my, my biggest moment of surrender, I was 25 or 26 years old. All the happiness any serotonin was gone it was one of those moments of i remember like walking outside and it was summertime in seattle which is like the most beautiful place in the world in the summer and i remember walking outside on a tank top and i'm like you know i just started bawling being outside because i couldn't feel any sort of happiness it was gone it was like it had evaporated and I didn't really want to be here anymore. Like there was that moment. It was like, there was no real suicidal um, ideation or, or plan, but it was just this like, maybe this world's not for me because I don't know what I'm doing here anymore. I feel nothing, I feel nothing um, except deep, deep grief and the obsession to get more. And it was shortly after that, I went to a family function and I'm trying to, you know, piece it together and just be presentable and just get through it. And my dad pulled me aside and I think my mom had asked him to talk to me. You know, we didn't grow up having too many heart to hearts. It was mostly with my mom, but my mom, I think, urged him to do it. He pulled me aside and just asked me, are you happy? And um, that was my surrender moment. I couldn't lie to him. I couldn't lie to myself. It was a very clear answer of absolutely not. I am so broken. I am, I don't even know what happy is anymore. And um, he asked me to go to rehab.
Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Motiversity fans, brace yourself for the ultimate VIP treatment. Become a Motiversity YouTube member today and unlock mind-blowing perks, exclusive merch shop discounts, personalized badges to showcase your Motiversity pride, and a backstage pass to members-only content that'll fire up your motivation like never before. You'll have the ability to download links to all of our videos, yours to keep anytime, anywhere. Ready to level up your Motiversity experience? Click the link in the description to join the Elite Squad now. Motiversity YouTube memberships, where motivation meets VIP status.